Welcome listeners to Baby Brain, PPSM's podcast. I'm Samantha Hugelay, your host. With me today is Allison Peterson. She is a psychologist and the owner and founder of Mindful Families Therapy. We're going to talk today about the transition to parenthood. Welcome, Allison. Thanks, Samantha. It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. I always like to start out with your personal connection to perinatal mental health um, and PPSM. I'm a psychologist and had been practicing as a psychologist for just over 10 years when I had my first daughter, my first child. I thought I was going to be super prepared, right? Like I knew about postpartum depression. So I scheduled an appointment with a therapist. I brought my husband to see the therapist. I had her go over the signs and symptoms of postpartum depression And I thought I was really like ready for the postpartum period. Being a psychologist that focused on children, I felt like, gee, I know a lot about what I'm doing. In the postpartum period, pretty quickly after I had my daughter, I experienced surge of anxiety. I had lots of worries about her health and her development. I found myself finding it difficult to leave her with other people. I started to become really irritable and tearful with my husband. I also started to really question, like, what was I doing? Had I made the wrong decision? And I spent quite a long time in that first year of her life, pretty emotional and upset. I eventually quit my job and wasn't able to work. And it wasn't until later in her first year that I started to learn about postpartum anxiety. And I thought, this is exactly what's going on for me. And how is it that I, as a trained psychologist who works with children and families have never heard of postpartum anxiety. And so as I returned to work and started in an outpatient practice, I started to pursue uh, training and certification in perinatal mental health, because I thought if I didn't know, how were other parents supposed to know? And I, um, connected with Lisa Cross, who was at the time the co-director of Pregnancy and Postpartum Support Minnesota, ended up becoming involved as the helpline director. About six years ago now, I served as the helpline director with PPSM for five years and was also a member of the board as the helpline director and really got invested in the community in terms of speaking and connecting with providers so that Providers like OBs, midwives, primary care physicians could learn more about postpartum, not only anxiety, but depression and other mood and anxiety disorders so that they could help parents to be identified early on so that they could seek. Having been then on both sides of the desk, what do you think are some of the primary things that parents struggle with in that transition to parenthood? One of the things that I've spoken a lot about in my work with Pregnancy and Postpartum Support Minnesota is this idea of the myths of parenthood. And so as we pursue becoming pregnant, um, as we and our partners identify that, yeah, we're ready to start a family, we encounter a lot of myths around that. I think most of us think that the Pregnancy is going to be the most glowing, wonderful time of our lives, that in the postpartum time, we're going to be immediately connected to this baby. It's going to bring me and my partner closer together, and that every day is going to be like a Johnson & Johnson bubble bath commercial. And so to, to me, like all those cultural messages around like, what does it mean to be a parent? What does motherhood or fatherhood look like? 
set us up in the postpartum time in particular because having a newborn is a lot of work and it is not easy. It is so difficult. And so those conflicting feelings around wanting a child and then also at times feeling really unsure about the decision to have a child. I see this especially in couples who struggled with infertility that worked so hard to create their families. And then in that newborn time, being sleep deprived, not able to feed perhaps in the way they'd like to feed, that there's this dissonance between what I thought it was going to be and what it really is. And then the struggle of the guilt that oftentimes becomes associated with the negative feelings around baby and that transition into parenthood. How does your work help parents make that transition? Well, I think that, you know, when I'm lucky enough to have a client walk through my door in pregnancy or in contemplating parenthood stage, there's a lot that we can do on the front end, I believe, to reduce the stress of that transition. And I think a big part of that is being real with parents about the both and that having children is amazing and wonderful and it's really difficult and it's the hardest job you're ever gonna do. I think that when parents come in, when they're struggling, I think normalizing that struggle is so important. And that's why I really love the helpline model that PPSM offers with peer support, hearing from other parents that what you as a struggling parent are going through is not unique, that you are not alone, um, that there's nothing wrong in particular with you, that you're having these struggles, that these are a typical and common struggle in this developmental crisis is not necessarily good or bad. We go through these developmental stages in childhood and adulthood, and again, in this transition to parenthood. And so a crisis really means that there's a culmination of events that is resolving into a new stage. So if we can help parents to understand that the struggles that they are going through are part of a normal developmental process, we can ease that transition. Are there some risk factors for struggling with the transition to parenthood? Indeed, there are. There's the normal struggle to transition into parenthood, and then there is the more significant diagnosable mood and anxiety disorders that can come along with that. Depending upon your previous risk factors, you may have a more typical struggle or transition into parenthood, or you may have a more clinically significant mood or anxiety disorder. And some of the risk factors include having any previous mental health history yourself. So for me, I tended to be an anxious person, type A perfectionistic. Those are all risk factors. I also had a mother who experienced a pretty significant postpartum depression episode. That's another risk factor, as well as things like marital distress. We see a lot of risk when mom has recently moved. And so now she is out of her social environment, um, making new supports or connections. Infertility is often a risk factor as well. Having a young parent, an unplanned pregnancy can be a risk factor, but not necessarily. 
And actually on the pregnancy and postpartum support Minnesota website, you will find a list of risk factors. And I think those are, that's a great resource. It's a PDF you can download and take with you to your provider. If you are pregnant or considering growing your family that you can look over the list and talk through with your provider. We all know that the social support system is so crucial for developing a family, for just having that interaction with people in 2020 and now at the beginning of 2021, it's kind of blown that out of the water for people. So how do you think the pandemic itself has affected this transition to parenthood? That's a great question. That's a great question. I have been working with families throughout the pandemic. And actually one of the gifts of the pandemic has been the access to teletherapy or video-based platform therapy. And so for some parents, therapy has become more accessible. And I think because of the stress that we are all under during the pandemic, I think there's become a lot more comfortability with reaching out, uh, less stigma. Um, that kind of this idea that we're all struggling help, has helped a lot of people to reach out more than I think was going on before the pandemic. However, for new families in particular, families with quite little children, it has isolated them from a lot of the physical supports that they really need. Grandparents in particular. Grandparents are oftentimes support people during that time frame. And because of the pandemic being really cut off and disconnected from grandparents for grandparents' safety. I think also struggling with decisions around, do I send my child to daycare? And so with a lot of my clients, we've really had to discuss kind of a risk benefit ratio around how do I make COVID safe decisions for my family and also weigh my mental health and well-being of my family into that equation. And so for some families, they made the decision that daycare was a really important part of taking care of everybody's mental health and that they would do other things to eliminate COVID risk. What advice would you give to listeners who are preparing for parenthood right now? Like any tips and tricks of things to watch for or consider as they're making that plan? Definitely. One of the things that I often think about is how much time and energy I put into getting ready for labor and delivery. So labor and delivery for most of us is a 12 to 24 hour process, right? For me, it was a little bit longer than that, uh, but I spent a lot of time and energy and money getting ready for labor and delivery. I attended yoga for pregnancy. I went to classes. I read books. I went to baby caring and wearing classes and all of this time and energy for this one day or this short period. But I think there's a lot more that we can do in terms of setting up for sometimes what we call the fourth trimester. So after baby is born, what are the social supports that I have in play? Do I have a connection to peer support or professional support? And so for lots of families here in Minnesota in particular, there's very easy access to early childhood and family education. And I encourage parents to get connected with their community so that they can be around other parents who are also parenting similarly aged babies or children so that they can get that support. As well as with ECFE, oftentimes there's a, parent, a trained parent educator involved. I also think about this idea of learning to ask for help. 
And I think Minnesotans are not really good at asking for help. We're um, not only Minnesotans, but in the United States in general, you know, where we tend to think we're very self-sufficient. And when it comes to birthing and parenting, we need help. And it's good and I often say courageous to ask for help. If someone who's listening right now is struggling, how would you invite them to get connected to help? My answer to that is always Pregnancy and Postpartum Support Minnesota. Pregnancy and Postpartum Support Minnesota offers a free helpline to all parents in Minnesota. So you could be a mom, a dad, sometimes even grandparents or aunts or uncles or sisters or brothers are calling our helpline. These people are reaching out because they're concerned and they're needing to know about how to get support. And the unique thing about the PPSM's helpline is that a trained mental health professional will return their phone call, text, or email within 24 hours and help them to identify resources in their community if needed, trained mental health, perinatal mental health specialists who take their insurance, who have openings, who are in their location. They can also connect new parents to peer support volunteers who have also struggled in the transition to parenthood and have been trained by PPSM offering appropriate peer support. Thank you so much for your time today, Allison. For more information about Allison and her practice, see the description below this podcast.